This is the theme song. It's Heavy Hitters, episode 13. We are your podcast queens. I'm Kenzie. She's Randy. This is the theme song. Season 2, episode 13. Yeah, yeah. Lucky 13. Lucky 13. Yeah, bitch. Oh, gosh. Wow. Well, hello. Hello, Miranda. Welcome back to the cornfield, motherfuckers. It's time for us to ruin yo day. Ruin yo day. We shall. (laughs) How's it been going, my broin? Oh, it's been all right. I mean, been a little busy, but we're... We're good. I mean, winding down, I think. So that's okay. What about you? Yeah, the whole life is a happening, you know. It's, it's at just, once. At, at all that, the once. It's, yeah, I don't really have, like, much to say about it, except, like, fuck. <laughs> um, yeah. You feel it's, me? Yeah, no, I, I got you. I got you. Yeah, and I'm going to apologize in advance. I do sound like... I just sound like a worse version of myself because, well, I'm sick and it's horse. It's horse shit. Let's be Every honest. day you are a better version of you. This is horse shit. <laughs> In the wise words of Adam Sandler. <laughs> okay, are you ready to hear my bullshit that I have for everyone today? Fuck to the. Well, so here's my thing. Um, I like that I always try to give you some backstory before I tell you the story. <laughs> I'm I'm down for this. I need some. I just realized that. Um, well, last week you did, well, two weeks ago, you did like your little lighthearted situation. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, what should I do this week? There are so many things. And I was like, okay, this is not a violent victim crime. Okay. But it's a crime. It's a crime nonetheless. And it is wild. So, um... We're going to do that. It, it's not, you know, some bloody murder, whodunit situation. So if that's what you're looking for, sorry, I'm not going that heavy today. Um, But it's still interesting. And I love these things where you're just like, how the fuck? <laughs> so that's I, what we're going to do today is a how the fuck. Not I'm a whodunit. Fucking, I'm fucking in, in, in. <laughs> intrigued that is the word that i was searching for there's a good chance you maybe know this story maybe not um well we'll see as things give it to me okay so today we are going to talk about anna sorokin do you know that name no okay good let's let's do this so anna was born january 23rd 1999 no she was not born in 1999 she was born in 1991 (laughs) In Russia. And then when she was 16 years old, her family moved to Germany. And both of her parents, like, basically her home life was just your average middle class situation. She was not rich. She was not poor. They were just average. Um, Her dad was a businessman. Her mom was a businesswoman. They're both entrepreneurs at different respective points in her upbringing. So, when she was a kid, Anna was, like, super into fashion. She would read, like, Vogue magazines a lot. 
you know, she's she's only four years older than us, so she grew up in the time of the internet. So she kind of followed like celebrity news and would look at different fashion trends basically as she was growing up because that was something she was very passionate about. Um and so when she turned twenty one she had an opportunity to intern for a fashion magazine called Purple in Paris. So she moves to France. And while she's in France, she stops using the name Anna Sorokin and starts telling people that her name is Anna Delvey. Do you know that name? I think I do. Okay. (laughs) We're getting there. (laughs) We're getting there. So people are like, oh, okay, Anna Delvey. Interesting. Like, your name is Anna Sorokin on paper. And she's like, yeah, no, this is like a nod to my mom's family. Mm. Um, and oddly enough, at this time, she's not really like talking to her parents. I mean, she's not like, they didn't have any like beef really. She just, for whatever reason, had not been communicating with them as much as she used to. But they were still paying for part of her bills to live in Paris because they were like, well, she's just kind of getting started out in her career. We want to be supportive. So this is what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, But plot twist. um, As her parents start hearing her be referred to as Anna Delvey, they're like, where the fuck? Who's Anna Delvey? Like, where does Delvey come from? She doesn't even go here. She doesn't even go here. And her mom's like, yeah, girl, that was not my last name when I was younger. So not sure where you came up with that one. Awkward. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Well, Anna was working for Purple. She, in 2013, had an opportunity to go to New York Fashion Week through her job. And while she was in New York, she really... Um, started to like click with people a little more than she had in Paris. Um, and she really kind of liked the vibe of New York. So her magazine that she worked for purple had a office in New York. So she requested to move from the Paris office to the New York office. And they were like, okay, fine. You do. Like you're, you're a low paid intern. It's not like you're the fucking CEO. Do what you want. Um, (laughs) So she did. And, when she moved to New York, at first, like, she did not have, obviously, an apartment or house or anything like that. She was not making very much money at the magazine. So she started, like, hotel hopping. And through her job, she's getting to, like, kind of mesh with some of her coworkers. And she's realizing that they have connections that are more and more, I would call them affluent okay so she starts meeting a lot of socialites in new york and as she's meeting more and more important people in her brain um she is really trying to impress them so that in devolves into you know the delvey name is her mom's family's name in her story and then all of a sudden it is that her grandpa on her mom's side is rich and she is an heiress of this really large family fortune and Uh she is telling all these people that and because of that story that she's sharing with people she continues climbing social ranks so 
as she's telling the story, though, she's, you know, trying to keep it basic and just be like, yeah, I have this large family fortune. But every once in a while, she'll meet somebody who will be like, oh, where does it come from? And she struggled to get that story straight. The bank. <laughs> she would be like, oh, my grandpa, um, he's big into antiques. Oh, he's like an oil guy. Like, we own a bunch of oil. It was always, not always something different, but she did not ever have one story. It was like a few different ones that she circled around. And people, not right away, but eventually started talking about her backstory and they were like wait a fucking second like you've heard something completely different than what i've heard um but at the time where she's just kind of starting to meet these acquaintances like i said she doesn't have an apartment so she's just bouncing from hotel to hotel doesn't have a permanent address but as she's making these friends some of them are like well you like are living in a hotel so if you would want to live with me for a while you can do that. So she would also kind of couch surf on top of all this. Despite the fact all these people think that she is an heiress. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, stay at my sleep house on for free. Yeah. Can I sleep on your couch? Um, my, well, my, my family <laughs> fortune has not come through to me yet. Yeah, it has to come over on a boat because there are in Venmo yet. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so as Anna attempted to keep up with this lifestyle of frivolity of her new <laughs> friends, she would often be in social situations where she would tell her friends that um, her grandpa is kind of in the process of releasing funds from her trust account to her, but because of the conversion of currency and coming overseas and stuff like that, they had not gotten to her yet, or it would be a while yet, or she forgot her credit card, or her wallet's at home. She would always have some sort of financial excuse, if you will. Wait, and- sorry, her credit card on my head. I, I, I know you said 1991, but in my head I was like 1891. Oh, and I'm like, shit. that's why I said I had to come in a boat. The money has to come in a boat. Oh, no, no, no. We're in like 2023. Late 2013, yeah. early 2014, no, probably. No, I yeah, totally get that. I'm <laughs> such a fucking idiot. They still didn't have Venmo, though. True. You're right. You're oh. you're very right. Oh, God. <laughs> um. So when she would be out with her friends, she would be like, oh, my credit card's at home. Or she'd go in the backstory of her grandpa and she'd be like, so can you buy my supper? Um, and they would be like, oh yeah, like not a big deal. And nine times out of 10, she's with these really rich people. So they're already offering to pay for her meal, like before she even brings it up. But at the same time, there's a decent portion of her friends that think that she's the rich one. So like, like carry your weight, bitch. I mean, they can all afford to pay for her meal, but not all of them have the means to do that a lot. (laughs) Right. Um, But there are other people who they're paying for flights for her and extended hotel stays and shit like that under the premise, of course, all these people think that at some point they're going to be paid back for this. Or, like, next time we go out for supper, she's picking up the tab. Yeah. She's not doing that. (laughs) So, in 2015, through her connections, Anna meets this man named Michael Zhu Fu Wong. And he is an affluent art collector. And he 
had this work trip that he was going on and he was talking to Anna about it. And she's like, would you mind if I tag along with you? And he's like, yeah, that's fine. So he pays for her flight to go with him. And of course she is like, yeah, I'll pay you back for it. Um, and basically he paid for the hotel, like everything when they were on the trip, he says it ended up being like between three and $5,000 altogether, but she was telling him all, all along, like, I will pay you back. I'll pay you back. And he, um, he claims that three to $5,000 is not a lot of money. (laughs) I guess it's all about, you know, perspective. (laughs) Yeah. Perspective. (laughs) It's not much. So just hand it over to me. And so he's like. I honestly just kind of brushed it off and thought that she was forgetful. So when she didn't pay me back right away, like I didn't think much of it. But then as more time went on, he's like, okay, there's a few red flags about this Anna girl. Like, first of all, she does not have a permanent address. She is couch surfing or at a hotel every time I see her. Um, and then he'd be like, um, also anytime I've ever seen her actually pay for something, she pays in cash. Like she doesn't have a card, but she'll say, oh, I forgot my card a lot or something like that. And so he's like, that's just a little fishy. Just kind of red flag things that he noted. Yeah. And then, um, like basically a full year later, um, or no, it was more than that. Sorry. At the beginning of 2016, um, Anna hired a PR firm to throw a birthday party for her. What? Yes, because that's what you do when you hang out with rich and famous people. Well, how can you (sighs) afford that shit, Anna? Well, so she can't. That's the problem. So she has this birthday party at a very, like, fancy restaurant. And on social media, the... I don't remember if it was manager or owner of the restaurant saw a picture of Anna at the birthday party and this Michael is in a photo with Anna. And so they send him a message and they're like, do you have her contact information? She has not paid for her birthday party. Oh shit. And so at that point he's like, I just kind of accepted then that she was a phony and I really didn't want anything to do with her. But he's like, but she still had not paid me back for when we went on that trip. Like it's not a lot of money, but like, I would like to be paid back for it. And so he wasn't like hounding her to pay him back, but he would contact her every now and then and get a lot of excuses. And then one random day without him having contacted her for a while, he got a Venmo payment for what she owed and it was from a random account. It did not have her name on it, but he just accepted the payment and then blocked her on everything because he's like, oh, I do shit. not want to be affiliated with this shit. Right. Um, so, like I said, that was in early 2016 when she had her birthday party and didn't pay the bill. So, later that year, she decides that she is going to launch the Anna Delvey Foundation, which is going to be kind of like a nightclub art club... situation that is going to be very upscale for very high profile clientele okay and she has this vision of it being like very very exclusive really for these rich and famous people and this is kind of the beginning of the end for anna 
in a roundabout way. There's a lot more shit yeah. we can talk about. This is so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> so she <laughs> continues bouncing from hotel to hotel, and she's failing to pay her bills, like, with each hotel pass that she makes. However, she has more and more connections that she's made in her social life. So if she goes to a new hotel, there will be one of her friends that will be like, oh, I can vouch for her. Like, yes, she's this heiress. Um, She just doesn't have her full trust fund yet because of her grandpa, whatever. Like, she's good for the money. She can stay in an expensive hotel or basically wherever the fuck she wants because she could basically buy the fucking hotel because she's so rich. And so these hotels will be like, okay, cool. (laughs) So then she's, like I said, she's making more and more friends, learning more ins and outs of basically any business that can make a person rich in New York City. And at that point, she like really commits to what she called ADF, the Anna Delvey Foundation. Uh And so in order to get this up and running, she's like, okay, I've got to do something with, like, my trust account situation. So she just pops on Microsoft Word and makes some fake bank statements um, (laughs) showing that she has, like, $60 million sitting in a Swiss bank account. And so... Then her story from there, she was showing them to like her friends and they were buying it. So she's like, okay, we've got a good thing going here. (laughs) So she decides that she's going to say she cannot get these funds because they're being held in this trust in Switzerland and she's in the United States. So like, even if she was in Switzerland, they're still in the trust, but there's... Kind of like a some sort of international thing that she never really said what that's preventing the money from getting to her. Oh. And so, again, like, her friends are buying this and they're like, oh shit, like, they feel bad for her. She hires an attorney and the attorney's trying to help her cash out these accounts. What? And all the while, she's just going along with it, but she fucking knows she does not have this money. Like, she made this shit up down every fucking red cent of it is made up right but since the attorney (laughs) kind of went along with it now she has grown even more comfortable with these bank statements that she's made keeps making them and provides them to multiple banks because she wants a 22 million dollar loan to renovate a location for the anna delvey foundation jesus christ Um, and the worst part is, well, not worst, but worse. Um, she got approved for one of the loans. Are you fucking kidding? On the condition that she would first pay $100,000 in legal fees. And so she's like, okay, I'm going to have to move some things around, get you the 100K, and then we'll move forward. So... A few days later, after thinking about it, she goes to her bank and she shows them the fucking fake bank statements. And she's like, so basically what is happening here is I need $100,000 to get this loan to get my business up and running. Um, So if you guys could please just let me overdraft my 
account by a hundred thousand dollars, then <coughs> wow, then I'll pay you right back. And they're like, okay, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, they're what? They're like, okay, fine. So she gets a hundred thousand dollars from the bank, but really. It's not her money, it's the bank's money. <laughs> right. And she takes that $100,000 to pay the legal fees. Um, and after she pays the legal fees, then the bank is kind of finalizing the loan and all that, and they're like, wait a second, this is fishy. Oh, after that, okay. <laughs> they're like, she put on this application that she's German, but her passport is Russian, so, like, what is the discrepancy there? And I don't know what she told them, but they kind of laid off on that. And then they were like, okay, well, we need to be in contact with this bank in Switzerland and trying to figure out, like, how you're going to liquidate those accounts over there because obviously you have more than enough money to pay off this $22 million loan. But, like, we need to see your collateral like these swiss bank statements just aren't cutting it we need to talk to someone there yeah so she withdraws her loan application at that point because she's like "Mm, nope (laughs) no 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 we're we're good never mind i don't need the money anymore (laughs) yeah not fishy at all no so when she pulled her application there was a balance of fifty five thousand dollars that was due back to her for the legal fees because they had calculated the hundred thousand dollars based off of them closing the $22 million loan. And they did not do that. So they write a check back to Anna for $55,000. And this is not her money. It is the bank's money. Remember that she had overdrafted from her account. Right. So she doesn't take it to the bank. Um, She just gives it to herself. As like a little bonus. And so she goes shopping and is like getting very expensive New York City like hair treatments, getting her hair colored, getting her nails done, getting uh, lash extensions, all sorts of shit that she had never done before. But since she has this money, she's like, well, fuck, why wouldn't I? Yeah. Um, so then, in February of 2017, after she's gotten the $55,000, she checks into Eleven Howard, which is a very upscale New York City hotel, and when she gets there, she's like, I am staying for a month. And they're like, oh, okay. So, they take her word for that, book her in this room for a month in the hotel room that she's getting, they say this is like a middle of the road room for their hotel was $400 a night. Fuck. For a month. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, so when she arrived to the hotel, there was a concierge there whose name was Neff and she walks up to Neff and she's like, Hey, just so you know, like, you need to be on my team here. Like, I'm going to be here for a month. I need to know, like, who's who that I should be seeing. Like, this is my deal. I'm starting this ADF and the Delby Foundation. Um, I need to know all the places to go, like, for nice meals. I need to know everything there is to know. And 
then she slips Neff a hundred dollar bill. And Neff, like looking back on the exchange, Neff is like, after I got to know her, like I already knew or I know now that she did not need to know who's who. She did not need to know where to go out for supper. Like, she did not need anything from me other than basically my time. And so Neff says that while Anna stayed there, she basically treated her as, like, a therapist. Oh, gosh. Um, She would take her out to eat and just, like, talk to her about everything. But obviously not the truth um (laughs) just like the stress of you know talk shit about some of the friends that she has and like Neff had a boyfriend and she would be like I don't know why you want to date him like he's he's not right for you and Neff apparently the boyfriend had like a lot of money and that was one selling point that she had for the boyfriend and Anna's like I don't care how much money he has I have more so you should break up with him so that you can (laughs) spend more time with me creepy but and so she did (laughs) wow lady okay (laughs) and and anna continued taking her like to her um personal trainer they would go out for meals together get their nails done together get massages do all sorts of fancy shit and neff is like i understand now that like she didn't really want to be my friend she was kind of using me as her therapist like I did that before, you know, people would check into the hotel and be like, my wife's a bitch, so I'm staying here, and things like (laughs) that, and she's like, so I was used to it to an extent, but I didn't have people fucking whining and dining me, and, like, basically making me blind to the fact that they were scamming the shit out of my job, um, and so, um, when they would go out to eat, Neff said that, like, any wait staff that she had, if they went somewhere where there was a valet, um, when she would see her interacting with, like, bellhops at the hotel, she gave everyone a $100 bill. Like, and was very generous. Um, like, if $100 wasn't enough for a tip for a waiter, if they were eating out, she would give them more. Um, but the one thing was oftentimes Anna would eat at the restaurant that was in the hotel and when she would eat there she would be like oh just charge it to my room charge it to my room charge it to my room (laughs) and she would get like expensive meals bring guests to the hotel restaurant with her like i said neff would be one of the people sometimes they would eat together um and so one day the hotel staff is like oh fuck we don't have a card on file for Anna at all and at this point she had racked up a $30,000 bill good god I felt like oh god no and and to think that they just didn't think anything of it until the bill was that high like they're like oh wait again I guess money is relative (laughs) yeah um so they're like uh yeah we need a credit card from you and they're like, we need, like, the $30,000 today, but we need to keep your card on file for the rest of your stay. And rather than giving them her credit card, she sent a case of champagne to the hotel staff. Oh, that makes sense. And even better, they were like, uh, we can't accept this. <laughs> like, oh, yum, champagne. Also, can we have money? Uh, yeah. So... That is, that was, like, I don't know if that was at the end of January, or, wait, no, 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 because she checked in in February. 
<laughs> so this had to have been in February. Um, so later that month, um, after, you know, she had received in January the $55,000 for the overpayment of her legal fees, she had spent every last fucking penny of the $55,000. So, like, when the hotel's after her for the thirty k, she does not have any money to give them. That's outrageous. <laughs> no shit. And to think of spending that much money in a month? Right? Like, like lady. No. No. So at this time, she has made, again, more and more fancy friends, and she's earned their trust. So she would take these people, invite them out for supper, invite them to go shopping with her. And when it would come time to pay, her card would be declined. And so, like she used to, she would just be like, oh, oh my gosh, like, I'm so sorry. My grandpa was supposed to be transferring, you know, hundred thousand dollars to me last night and he must not have can you pay for this and then when i get the money tomorrow i'll pay you back yeah sure and yeah they'd be like yeah cool perfect you got it like yeah no worries like what the fuck people she does it every time you see them obviously she doesn't have the money right (laughs) so despite all of this her financial ruin she has no money whatever um, her room is still available to her at the hotel. Like, they did not kick her out yet. <laughs> Spoiler alert, they did not kick her out yet. Um, and she's still racking up a bill there, going to the fucking hotel restaurant if she's not inviting friends out for supper elsewhere. And so then one day, she wires, or, well, sets up a fraudulent wire for $70,000 into her account. This is in April of 2017. Oh my god. So we're, you know, a couple months after the original 30k bill is received. But she pays the hotel the $30,000 out of the 70. And then the month after that, she forges over another wire into her account for $35,000. What in the fuck? <laughs> so that was in May, the 35000 And also in May, right after she wires herself the money, she decides that she is going to book herself a private jet. And guess where she's going? To London. That would be so much spicier. She's going to Omaha. (laughs) What? (laughs) That's where I want to (laughs) go. On a private jet. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck for? (laughs) It was Berkshire Hathaway's annual meeting, which is Warren Buffett's business. And she wants to try to meet Warren Buffett. Oh, okay. So she's just going to hop on this private jet to Omaha in hopes of getting into the meeting and meeting Warren Buffett. And um, she unfortunately did not meet him. I am baffled. (laughs) But she, and I don't, I think that this is true. I'm pretty sure Warren Buffett's annual meeting is at the zoo in Omaha. Oh, that's awesome. Um, And she was able to get into the the zoo. And while she was there, she claims that she had a one-on-one conversation with Bill Gates. Sure she did. But she did not meet Warren Buffett. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, while she's in Omaha, sadly, 
Eleven Howard is like, okay, she paid her $30,000, but she hasn't paid one red fucking cent after that, so we're gonna have to kick her out. So they take all of her belongings out of her hotel room while she's gone, and they put them in storage there. Oh, shit. So when she gets back, she's pissed, and again, this poor Neff girl is, like, stuck in the middle of it, because she's now kind of come to trust Anna, and, like, they're friends, but she also has to realize, like, yeah... You have stiffed my place of employment, like, several, several, several thousands of dollars. And, like, for what? Like, where's the money? (laughs) What's the story? I broke up with my boyfriend. And for what? Like, you are, this is not right. Um, so then with the help of one of her friends, her name is Rachel Williams, she is able to get her personal belongings to be stored at the Mercer Hotel. And which is another fancy place. And then Anna stays a couple nights at the Bowery Hotel. But they were like, "Mm, why don't you just go ahead and leave? Oh. (laughs) Um, So a couple days after that, in May of 2017, she calls up Rachel that got her shit into the one hotel and a couple other friends. And she's like, okay, I have a great idea. Like, I think that we should all go to Morocco. And, like, all expenses paid, obviously. I'm going to pay for everything. Like, I feel so sorry for the situations I've been in with you guys where I don't have, you know, enough money and you guys have to pay and I'm supposed to pay you back and I'm going to pay you back. Um, But this is just a part of, like, a different way for me to pay you guys back without the money right now. Right. And they're like, okay, I could do that. She wants to stay at this place that's $7,000 a night. Me too. And so they're like, okay, yeah, I could cope with that. (laughs) So (laughs) a few days into their stay at this resort, um, some staff members approach Anna and they're like, "Um, yeah, honey, we do not have a credit card on file for you. Like, whoops, not sure how that happened. And so she gives them her credit card after arguing with them. She's like, yeah. I gave you my credit card, like, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, no, we don't have your credit card. So she gives them one. And they come back a while later, and they're like, yeah, this was declined. So then she just starts flipping out on them in front of her friends. And she's like, it's not declined. My grandpa put all this money in my account. And they're like, well, give us another form of payment, and we'll gladly take it. But, like, this is not working. And so... She turns to her friends and she's like, so can any of you guys pay for this? Oh my god. (laughs) And her friend Rachel, that got her shit into the one hotel for her, um, she's like, well, I guess I could kind of, you know, scrounge up maybe the money to do it. It was $62,000. Fuck me! What? Which was more than Rachel's salary was for a year. Oh my god. Um, so she combined her personal credit cards and business credit cards to pay the $62,000. Holy shit. She had already paid for Anna's flights, and then she paid for extra things on the trip that Anna wanted, basically. And Anna was like, I'm so sorry, like, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed, my grandpa put this money in here, like, the staff at this place is fucking stupid, like, 
they don't know how to run a credit card, apparently. Like, I have enough money. As soon as we get home, I'm going to get this figured out. I will pay you back everything that I owe uh-huh. you. Like, everything for the trip, everything that I've ever owed you. Like, we'll be square when we get back. Um. So they get home, and Anna gives her $5,000. Yeah. Which is not even enough to pay for one night at the fucking place that they were at. $5,000 yeah. out of $62,000. And also, where did this bitch even get 5K? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> it's probably cash a fraudulent check or something that the cops right. haven't caught on to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, and also, when Rachel got home, she literally only had $410 to her name. She did not have enough money to pay her rent. She had oh, to ask no. her friends to help her pay her rent. What? Um, And thankfully, like, she has gotten... back from her credit card company. So not all of the money that she paid, but some of it. Um, but what the fuck? That is so fucking insane. Like, absolute Like, that about makes me sick. Yeah. So much. So, one of their other friends that was on the trip had to go home early because she had food poisoning. And, like, when Anna brought them all to Morocco, well, when she brought them all to Morocco, when they when all Rachel Morocco brought them together, all to- <laughs> <laughs> um, one of their friends had to go home early because she had food poisoning. And when she left, she was like, Anna, do you want me to pay for your flight home? Because you don't have any money right now. Like, your shit is getting declined. And Anna's like, oh, yes, actually, I would love it if you would do that. Um, but you need to buy me a first-class plane ticket. Why? What, bitch? <laughs> it's so shit. What? God. And why, so... Why aren't you that kind of friend for me, Miranda? <laughs> Jesus, lady, you never bought me one plane ticket, let alone first-class. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you should be. <laughs> um. So... Yeah, she gets the first class plane ticket and then is doing all these fucking other things on her friend's credit card, like buying meals on the plane and drinking champagne and all sorts of shit racking up even more of a bill than what the friend was expecting it to be. So that was really nice of her. (laughs) Yeah. So then she gets back to New York City and she moves into the Beekman Hotel. Again... Uh, is not paying her bill. So 20 days into her stay, she had an outstanding balance there of nearly $12,000 and she could not pay it. So they kicked her out. So then she goes on to the W hotel and while she's there, they catch on after only two days and then they're like, get the fuck out of here. She only owed Thank like- Thank God. Uh, again, money, relative. Um, She only owed like $512 or something like that, which- Yes, it's not a small amount of money, but at the same time, it's not fucking $62,000 that her poor friend just put up for her stupid ass. Yeah. (laughs) So, now at this point, Anna is homeless, and she is asking her friends, including Rachel, that paid for the fucking shit in Morocco, if she can live with them. (laughs) And they're like, no. Especially Rachel, after that move. She's like, yeah, girl, you haven't paid me back anything, except for $5,000 from that, so no. So, at this point in the story, enters the Manhattan District Attorney. And he, their office is 
investigating Anna for bank fraud because huh. of her wires that she's getting in. So the last straw with them um, was August 17th when Anna deposited $15,000 worth of fraudulent checks into her bank account. And she was able to withdraw $8,200 by the 21st of the month. So it took them four days to return the checks. Um, and so at that point, they're like, what the fuck? That's, that's it for you, girl. Um, but then also in August, the company that she used to book the private jet in May turned her into the police because she had not paid the bill for when she flew to fucking Omaha. Jesus Christ. (laughs) So she had a couple, you know, people coming after her. (laughs) So in early October, Anna is arrested in a sting operation with the help of Rachel. Oh, that's wonderful. I love it. She She, got hers. (laughs) Yeah, she fucking did. And um, Anna was in rehab in California when she got arrested, which, I I mean, yeah. I think she knew that the cops were on to her, and so she's like, I'm just going to check into rehab. (laughs) Going to flee the state and hope that that works in my favor. Yeah, every time. So, when she's tried for her crimes, she faces two counts of first-degree attempted grand larceny, three counts of second-degree attempted grand larceny, one count of third-degree attempted grand larceny, and one count of misdemeanor theft of services for basically the loan applications that were fraudulent, um, check fraud, unpaid hotel charges, and the fucking trip to Morocco. (laughs) So, her... This is just such bullshit. Her defense attorney was able to coordinate with a wardrobe stylist for her to use for her trial. So she was, like, dressed to the fucking nines every day of court. Oh, my God. And once everything was said and done, Anna was found guilty for eight charges. She was sentenced to four to 12 years in prison. She had to pay a $24,000 fine and $199,000 in restitution. She also incurred $75,000 in legal fees. I hope the fucking stylist was included in that. Right? Like, what the fuck? So, if you haven't caught on at this point, um, the TV show Inventing Anna on Netflix, have you watched it? Oh, I have not. Oh, so that was about Anna. Oh, okay. Well, I need to watch it. <laughs> it, it is very interesting. And again, it, it elaborates on so much more of like the what the fuck. Because it puts you in the situation of like all this as it's unfolding. And it shows you like examples of what her friends were probably saying. Like, oh yeah, I feel sorry for her. Like her grandpa, you know, the banks, all, all this shit. Like the poor <laughs> Anna. Like what? No. So when Netflix made the show, she signed a $320,000 deal with them. Of course. Jesus Christ. But she used that money to pay off her restitution, her fines, her legal fees, and ended up with $22,000 left over, which, I mean... That can get her a lot in the commissary. Yeah, and I'd be okay getting (laughs) $22,000. Right. Um, But... This past October, Anna was released from prison on a $10,000 bail. What? (laughs) She is on house arrest now. (laughs) 
And now, this is the real kicker. What this house is, does she live in? <laughs> um, she has an apartment. Okay. And this is the fucking real kicker. This has been, this is the news of the week as far as Anna fucking Sorokin, Delvey, whatever you want to call her goes. Right. So Anna has now signed a deal to film a reality TV show out of the comfort of her home because she's on house arrest. Who the fuck wants to give this? <laughs> I just am oh speechless. And so the TV show is going to be called Delvey's Dinner Club. And she is going to host different celebrities and socialites and big business people, politicians, basically anyone that will go to her house. She's going to host them for dinner and basically do a talk show with them while they have a private chef cooking the meal. How can she even, like, this is so stupid. This is so stupid. Like, I, what? I just can't imagine that. And can you imagine being someone that gets invited to that show? Like, are you going to scam me next? Right? Like, what are you going to ask me to pay for, Anna? Yeah, Anna, am I paying for the groceries for my episode of your right? TV show? Just fed Moby Jack, thanks. Oh my gosh. This is I'm so fucked up speechless about that like what the hell yeah for sure and and that's the sad thing about it is the only reason people talk about her is because she is such a con artist but she has profited off it now twice because right netflix bought her story from her and now this fucking reality tv show like you're rewarding bad behavior exactly it's so fucked up yeah Oh so, my god. That's Anna's story. Fuck Anna. <laughs> Anna, if you're listening, girl, you wild. <laughs> you're a dummy. You're I, you're lame, Anna. I don't know how you get away with it, girl. And also, if you're friends with Anna, watch your back. Yeah, maybe don't be. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Do if you're rich, not. if you're rich and you're friends with Anna, watch your back. But also, if you're poor and you're friends with Anna, also yeah. watch your back. Yeah. Oh, shit. If you see She obviously Anna... gives no cares. Like, just to ask your friend, like, hey, I know you make around 60K, so could you use your entire salary to, like, help us out in Morocco? Also, I know that you have this boyfriend and you like his finances, but I'm richer than he is, so Fuck don't that guy. Him. Even though I actually have no money. Yeah. Like, you think that she, like, honestly, where I saw it was going was, like, oh, Neff dumped her boyfriend, and then Anna started fucking it. Yes! Yes! It's like, why didn't she just but try to find no. a sugar daddy like a normal hoe? Like, <sighs> come on. She had other options. Dude, no shame in that hustle. At least, like, you get the money given to you. <laughs> True. She definitely had more options than what she yeah. turned Feet to. Feet picks. Come on. Yeah, there were more legal ways to go about it. Right. <laughs> she dumped. But her grandpa's still wiring her money. <laughs> He's going to do it. I swear, probably. Maybe tomorrow. Probably not, but maybe. But, like, maybe, probably. <laughs> like, and it seems like she never even admitted to anything. Like, okay. I don't think she has any remorse for doing it. I mean, that Hell that not. is the one interesting part of it that maybe will be on our TV show. Like, 
if if she invited me to the talk show, I'd be like, Uno reverse card girl. I'm here to ask you questions. Boom. <laughs> you don't reverse. get to talk to me. You don't get to talk to me about my life. For real. Do you feel sorry? Could we sit here and watch you write an apology letter to these people? Like That would be so fun. (laughs) There we go. That's my TV show that I'm proposing. If any TV network picks that up without my consent, you owe me probably $5 million. (laughs) Probably $5 million. Yes, I agree. (laughs) Yeah. So that's that's Anna's Anna's shit. Shitbox Anna. Shitbox Anna. Yay. The queen that of was, con artistry. That was fucking wild. Like huge hit on the illegal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh a little more lighthearted than most of our true crime stories, but I was a big fan. I really liked that. No one died. Yeah, nice. that, that's what I'm saying. It was just a little moment of levity for everyone. I love a good levity. Yeah. I mean, me too. Me too. All right. Well, <sighs> next week we'll probably be back. We might not take a break. I don't know. We'll be back know. with some, like, shit. <laughs> yes. Some manure to spread in the cornfield. Absolutely. 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 Positively. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, so Rand will be hopefully back next week. And I think there's only one thing left to say. I think so. And that is happy Valentine's Day, motherfucker. Ooh. Sorry. Happy Women's History Month. That too. You always pull that shit on me, so I was like, I'm gonna fuck it up. But then we actually like we legit have like two weeks left till till the before that. So I'll say it again later, maybe. How about that? Yeah. Perhaps. We'll see. So you ready? Yes. To say, we, we will see you next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs>